Hey girl, Heather Nelson here. Welcome to Life Conversations with a Twist. I'm so excited to build a community where I inspire and empower women who are going through hard times. I can't wait to share with you women who have unique stories and have overcome hard times in their life. So grab your favorite cocktail, lean in, and let's cheers to empowerment, ladies. Hello. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be talking about my health and wellness journey. Um, This hasn't been something that has been um, a short-term process. It's definitely something that has been years in the making. I would say I've never really been into health and fitness until probably about my son. So my son's seven now. Um, And it was after he was born when I really started to want to make a change and I wanted to feel better and I wanted to look better and really what for me was a jump start was I was about to get married so my son was born in February and I was due to get married in November so I had a few months to really uh, fit in a wedding dress and so where it kind of started was I um I did dabble in Weight Watchers a little bit after Aubrey was born, my daughter, um, which was 10 years ago. She, uh, after she was born, I just knew that, you know, like every other woman, we want to get rid of that lingering pregnancy weight. So um, I did Weight Watchers, which I actually enjoyed because I was able to eat the foods that I wanted to eat, um, but it was, you know, counting points. And so I think that program itself is really good for somebody who, um, wants to be able to eat kind of whatever they want, um, but still focus on eating healthier. And so, and you have to be very consistent about, you know, tracking points and things like that. So this again was 10 years ago. So I'm sure a lot has changed, but I, I do believe that is a really great program. And I've seen a lot of friends who have gone through it and have really good results. So if that's something that, you know, feels good for you, then I would definitely look into it. So after my son was born, I needed, you know, I really needed to uh, lose some pounds for my wedding dress because I wanted to look and feel the best that I possibly could just like anybody else, right? So I actually did the Herbalife uh, program, which is mostly a protein-based program. And I hope I'm not slaughtering this program, but basically it's uh, two shakes a day, and again, very high in, pro- in protein. So a lot of my snacks were almonds and, you know, protein bars and heavy in the meats. And um, it was a really, really good program, actually. I, I lost a significant amount of weight. Um, and the shakes were delicious. They have tons of different flavors. I love their snack bars. They had really good, like, beverage drinks. So I really loved the product. It was great. But what had happened was, is it's not a sustainable diet or program. I don't want to say diet because it really wasn't a diet. It was more of like a a health program. It just wasn't very sustainable because after, you know, I went off the program a little bit, I kind of gained the the weight back a lot. So it's good for, I felt like a short term fix, but it wasn't something that I could sustain long-term. Um, again, I do love the product. I have a friend that sells it and I will occasionally buy stuff because they have really good products and I love the shake. I loved being able to like, not think about what meals I'm going to eat. It was two shakes a day. It was great. And I uh, did a huge amount of, 
eating protein. And I exercised a little bit, but not as much as I really wanted to. So after that, um, after I got a divorce, I kind of didn't really do much, to be honest. And at one point, I knew that I needed to do something because it wasn't more of what I physically looked like. It was more of a mental thing. And I wanted more energy and I wanted to feel good and I wanted to love my body and just feel, feel confident in my, in my skin. And so that's when I turned to Orange Theory. I love Orange Theory. And we just heard from Melissa. She's actually a coach. I used to work with her, but also she was my coach at Orange Theory on Sundays. Like who wants to work out Sunday mornings? I did. Melissa was there. She was a great support. And I really, really loved Orange Theory. It was such a good workout. It's an hour workout. It gets your heart rate up. You did kind of like a circuit training where you used the tread, where it was like short and long-term runs. You would go to the row and do, um, you know, little short, little bursts of um, <laughs> exercises there. And then there's the weight floor where you would do a lot more over the weights and um, strength, um, what are those things called? the bands, TRX straps, I think they're called. So it was really intense. It was for an hour. And I would wake up at 4.30 every morning to be at the 5 a.m. class because that was the only way that I could get my exercise in before I went to work. And I felt like a crazy lady, but I had a good friend, Alicia, who woke up at the same time and met me every morning. So that was kind of where like the actual fitness side of my journey began is I love the way I felt after uh, a workout from there. So I did that for a while. And during that process, I decided that I'm going to run a half marathon. So um, I was never a runner. I never, I like running wasn't really fun for me, but there was something about pushing myself into a big goal that was really super motivating for me. So I started off small. I did small runs. I would run with Alicia. Alicia signed up for this half marathon with me. I also, we put together a group of women who were also doing the half marathon. So it was, we would all train on our own during the week. And then we would do a Sunday run where we would meet up and we would run together. And I, uh, I was never a runner that could just start and just run and keep going. I'm a run for five minutes, walk for a minute, run for five minutes, walk for a minute. And that was the pace that I had set. And that was what, how I trained. And we did a lot of fun runs. It was actually really fun. Like I got fun new shoes and I was super into it. I had, it got like the little water bottles and the little chews and it was super fun. And it was probably one of the most, um, coolest experiences because a half marathon is 13 miles. That's freaking long time. And for me, it was never about, I want to run this 13 miles and I want to, I want to meet it, you know, in in two hours or whatever. I didn't have a time limit that I wanted to, to meet. I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to say I ran a half marathon. So it took me probably about six to seven months for training. Again, I wasn't like super consistent, but I would do short runs during the week. And then the long one, the long runs on the weekends with a group. And I loved it. And the day leading up to the marathon, it was actually out of town. So we had to get, you know, get up and go out of town. And I, and it was fun. I brought my family with me because I was like, if I'm going to accomplish this and I'm going to finish this, like I want my family to be there. 
And so I did. And um, there was another girl that was in our group that we would run with. She had the same pace as me. So she would do the, you know, run for five minutes, walk for a minute. And so her and I kept up that pace throughout the race. And I don't know if she's ever going to listen to this podcast, but I remember we were doing so good. And, um, they have like little breaks throughout a half marathon where you can like grab an orange or grab a banana or like chug a glass of water. Um, and then they also have bathrooms. So if you have to stop and do the bathroom, but we had a really good pace. Of course, all the other girls were like flying past us, but again, it wasn't for us about time. It was basically just about doing it. And I remember we had about a mile left and the girl that I was running with, she was kind of starting to slow down and she was starting to get cramps and she, you could tell that she just needed a push to keep going. And I just remember we were probably at this point now, you know, she, our, our, our pace definitely slowed down. But I remember we kind of doing like a power walk and she was like, I'm just going to walk the rest of the way. And I said, no. We did not just do all this training. I did not come all the way up here for my family to watch me walk through this finish line. We are running. And I think we had like a quarter of a mile left. And I said to her, I said, let's do it. We're going to push ourselves. It's a quarter mile. We can do this. And we did it. And it was the best feeling in the world. Like it was like, I cannot believe that I just did that. And so I say, if you want something like that, and I'm not saying to do a half marathon, you could do a 3K or 5K or 10K. I mean, there's definitely you know, smaller runs, but there's something about pushing yourself to be able to do it. That is such a a huge mental success in your head that it's, you just want to keep doing it. And so I can't remember what year this was. And I said, I would always do it again. I don't know if I could do a full, but I definitely want to do a half again. And I, I think after this pregnancy, I would like to try and do a 10 K and then maybe uh, a half K or I mean a half marathon again in the future. So stay tuned for that. But I'd say do it. And if you don't like running, do a bike run. I mean, there's so many different challenges out there. And the mental capacity that your body is able to do and the physical, the physical ability that you can do for these races is life-changing. It, it literally will tell you, you can do everything. So from there, I, um, was still jazzed. I still did orange theory. And then I, I, um, decided to go on my surrogacy journey with my surrogacy journey. I told myself, I want to still work out at whatever capacity that is. Like I still want to work out. And I started doing the orange theory workouts. I, or I I guess I should say, I continued to do them in the beginning as I was smaller and, and was able to do so. And I didn't have a lot of morning sickness. So I was able to do that, but I knew like deep down inside that, I had to push through and I needed to continue my routine and to still show up for my body because it wasn't always about the physical, like what I looked like. It was a mental, like it mentally fulfilled me. And I do have to back up for a second before I uh, got pregnant with my surrogate journey. I did start using the Arbon products. And so Arbon is an amazing company. I do sell the the um, product and this isn't an ad to buy it, but I'm going to tell you that it worked for me. I started with the protein and 
the fiber and some of the morning routines. They have a, an amazing greens that I just, you know, take a scoop and put it in a little thing of water and I drink that every day because I'm not a good, I'm not good at like greens and vegetables. That's just not something that I crave and I enjoy. And so I do that every morning with my vitamins and then I, I do a smoothie a day in the beginning of my surrogate pregnancy I was doing two shakes a day but I knew that I um I didn't have full control over what how and what I ate and I and I say this because when you're going through a surrogate journey you do agree in a contract with the mother of kind of some guidelines I mean obviously they tell you you can't drink and you can't do drugs which duh like that's not a thing but in a way it's like you kind of feel like somebody you know, somebody wants to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because you're growing their human inside of you. And so she had concerns about me working out only because she wanted to make sure like I was safe and the baby was safe. And so I kind of pushed back a little bit on the working out. I stopped my Orange Theory workout and I still did the protein shakes, but I kind of backed off some of that product a little bit. And so for me, it was just trying to eat healthy and try to move my body every day. And that's what I did. And I, you know, woke up and I did weights and I walked. And so I still continued to be active. I just wasn't, you know, obviously like in it as much as I was. And that helped me really kind of like not gain a ton of weight during my pregnancy. So I was able to when I was done, be able to kind of bounce back pretty, pretty quickly. So after, after she was born, we went into COVID. So this was now last year. So 2020 and we shut down, like we couldn't do anything. Orange theory was shut down. I couldn't, you know, it's, you know, we all know like life was different, but I knew that I wasn't going to be working and that there was no way in hell that I was going to sit at home and do nothing. Like I have time. I'm going to make, make it happen. I mean, I had no, no reasons not to. And so I know this sounds crazy, but after the baby was born, after a week, I felt okay. I felt, you know, I wasn't in any pain. Um, I obviously was not, tired because I wasn't taking care of a baby. And so I decided to start running again. Yes. A week after the baby was born. I know I'm crazy, but I did it. Um, I probably went a little too hard in the beginning. So I backed off a little bit, but for me, it was, I need to get back in my routine. I want to get back to feeling good. And really, again, it was all about the routine. It's all about setting a routine. So for the first month, I really try to dial in what that looks like. Because I couldn't go to Orange Theory, I knew that I needed something to have like a space to be able to go into the space and work out and be there for myself and be in the zone and all the things. So we turned, we have a three-car garage, we turned one third of it into a gym. We invested a little bit of money and we got a treadmill and we got some weights and we put a little TV in there and I bought some bands And that's what I did. I'd wake up every morning and I'd go out there for an hour and I was in my zone. I'd pump the music that made me feel good. I watched the shows that I wanted to while I was on my treadmill and I just did it. And I did it every single day and I felt so good. I dropped my weight very quickly because I was very, very much active. The other thing that I did alongside of the working outside of it was I did a 30-day 
Arbon cleanse. And basically what that is, is you eliminate a lot of stuff from your body. So let me see if I can remember. No carbs, no sugar, um, no dairy, no alcohol, no caffeine, no vinegar. I think that's it. So basically the thought of the cleanse really is to figure out if you have food allergies or something's not vibing with your body, whether that's your stomach or how you feel that this program eliminates all of those things that can activate it. And you go 30 days and after you're done, you start reintroducing things back into your diet. So you can really figure out what, you know, what you're allergic to or what kind of triggers your body. And so it was crazy. I was, I asked my husband, I was like, would you do this? And at this point he does not exercise. He never worked out. He didn't really eat very well. And he, he knew that he needed to do something also for himself. And so I'm so proud of him and his journey. And I would love maybe someday that he would come on and talk about it. But he kept seeing me do all this work and he's like, if she can do it, then I should do it. And he finally got to a point where he said, I'm going to do this too. So we decided to do the 30 day cleanse together, which if you're going to do it, doing it with a partner is so much easier. My best friend did it as well. And so it's like, it was fun. We would meal plan together or she'd be like, oh, I tried, you know, this recipe and I did this. And so you kind of, it's kind of fun. And she'd be like, oh, come over for a snack. And it's whatever snack she had was the snack that I could have. So it was actually like kind of fun. And we discovered so many fun new foods that are out there. And if you're doing any kind of like eating change in your diet or, you know, you're gluten-free, the products that are out there now are amazing. And sometimes even better than the normal stuff that we are, we're used to eating. And so it's, it's actually been kind of fun. I'm currently not doing that type of eating right now when I'm pregnant, but I will be doing it when I'm done being pregnant. So probably come September. And if you're listening to this and you're like, yes, I want to try it. I want to be on board with you. Reach out to me because I will be promoting that. Because again, the more people you have doing it, the easier it is. So we decided to do it. And basically, again, you eliminate all these things and you have a uh, protein shake for uh, breakfast a protein shake for dinner. I mean, uh, well, you could do dinner or lunch. Um, and then your, and then your snacks, you get two snacks a day and they're obviously within the guidelines. And then one, um, what they say, colorful dinner, which has like veggies and chicken. And so we actually, again, came up with some super fun recipes and it was actually really, really easy to, to do. Um, the first week is hard. You get headaches. I mean, you're eliminating caffeine. I think that was for me, the hardest thing was caffeine and sugar because I love a cookie and I love the sweet things, but we found alternative things that satisfied those cravings and it was great. I lost almost 17 pounds and my husband lost like 22 pounds, like in 30 days. And um, again, with the, with the program, you get protein, you get fiber, which because fiber, we're not, we as humans just don't get enough fiber in our day-to-day diets. And so um, the diet, uh, the fiber, we also did the greens. Then there's a detox tea that you would drink in the morning and they give you these fizzy sticks, which are amazing. I literally still have one a day because they're so good for you. They give you that like boost of caffeine um, and jolt that you need. They taste good. So 
I actually am still doing a lot of those products, which I'll touch on here in a minute. So we did it. We did it for 30 days. It was successful. We felt great. I mean, that was the thing. It wasn't like, okay, great. All this weight was off, but we felt good. We had more energy. We wanted to do more things. We were active. We were motivated to go outside and and hang out with the kids versus like sitting at home doing nothing. And so it really was a life-changing thing for us. And it's interesting because a lot of the snacks that we would find – the kids actually loved it. So we were shocked. And even to this day, they there are certain things that they still love and ask for. So I really believe that if you find things that you love and enjoy and can embrace it, that changing your lifestyle around food is so, it can be so easy. And I'm not saying that you should totally never have a piece of pizza or like go have a big, big old giant burrito, which is what we love to do, but it's all in moderation, right? It's all about, um, in small quantities. If you're going to have a cheat day, have a cheat day, but turn around the next day and, and start over. So that kind of routine really stuck with us for a while. And actually, again, I'm not so much doing it as much, but my husband is still doing it. Like he still eats the foods that he's supposed to do. We both do a shake in the morning. I literally, it's on my to-do list every day is to have a shake. And my shake includes the protein, the fiber, and it has, um, I do the same one cause I'm, uh, there's not very many uh, fruits that I like. So I do strawberry banana with spinach, I have it every single morning. And for me, that's like, at least I can say that I did, you know, I ate one meal healthy. And it was interesting because when I was interviewing Melissa, she touched on that when you are trying to change a a health food um, habit to just focus on one meal at a time. And she talked about like her meal was her breakfast and she changed that to a smoothie. So if you're struggling with just changing your whole entire diet, which can be hard, it can be hard for some people. It takes 30 days for you to get used to it. And so, and that can be hard for people. And then it's like that one day you mess up, you feel like you've failed. And instead of just turn, you know, taking the next day and continuing on, it's like, okay, I need to start all over again. Then you feel like a failure. So it's all about like small changes. So if you can find one meal that you can just change and focus on for 30 days, and then once that becomes a habit and becomes easier, well, then you can throw in another meal or it's like changing one food item. So say like you love um, pizza and for us, we found an almond um, like pizza mix, like pizza dough. And it's so good it literally tastes like like it's just sweet and we put um we don't put sauce on it or no we put sauce on it we don't put cheese on it we put a ton of veggies and meats and honestly we love that pizza more than any other pizza so it's like finding those things that you know are not very you know healthy for you and just making that switch if you're somebody who loves to you know drink soda all the time we'll eliminate the soda again find one thing to change one like one food item to eliminate and substitute it with something else so soda it could be eliminating the soda and putting in a sparkling water instead for just 30 days and once that habit has now instilled in you and you don't get that craving for the soda then you can try something else so it doesn't have to be an all or nothing type of uh, health plan that you're trying to work on again small changes I highly recommend meal planning. Meal planning for us was the only way for us to to stay on track. So for the week, I would meal plan what our meals were going to be, 
breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, and I would buy only those items. And so when I meal plan, I, and, and honestly for me, shopping online and getting things delivered was so much easier because I wasn't going through the aisles and seeing, oh, those cookies. Oh, that looks really good. And again, if you're ever going to go shopping, don't go on an empty stomach. Um, but only buying the things that are on your meal plan or on your grocery list. And if you can do it online, it's great. Cause then again, you don't, you're not tempted, you know, you're, um, you're not wanting to buy the things that you're not supposed to eat. And so if you can just stick to that, you're going to be so successful and then give yourself a a splurge day, you know, and like maybe that's Sunday and you're like, Hey, Sunday, I am going to have my shake, but I'm going to pick one meal that I'm going to have pizza or a burrito, or we're going to go out to dinner and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. So it's all, again, all in moderation and it's all, you know, there's some people who are really big into portion control and, and that has a lot to do with it too. So there's so many different quote unquote diets. I don't like calling them diets. I think they should be called programs because I think they are, they're programs and, or, you know, ways to incorporate them into your life. There's so many out there, so many out there. Clearly I've tried multiple. It's finding the one that works for you, that you can sustain and the ones that you can stay consistent with and the ones that work with your, with your lifestyle. Because if you're somebody who has a certain lifestyle and blending up a shake two times a day, isn't going to work for you. Well, then maybe that's not the, the program for you. So find the one that works, find the one that you're going to enjoy. And actually, again, find joy and find excitement into finding new recipes and go with that. So that's my little tip. And so that's kind of like my, my journey. And again, I stick to my shakes right now. I am working out once a day as much as I can. I'm in a lot of pain right now, but if I can like fight through that, I will go for a walk or weights and just doing it every day. It's all about consistency. It's about little goals. It doesn't have to be these, this huge grando change in your life. It's just about the little things. I promise you, if you just stick to that, it's, it will make all the difference. I'm here for you. I always say find an accountability coach. I know I talked about this last time, but finding that person that's going to hold you responsible, whether that's your husband, your spouse, a kid, a friend, a coworker. I mean, especially if you work full time, pick someone from your team that's on the same journey with you because then you guys can bounce ideas off together. You could, um, you know, you could even alternate like, Hey, I'm going to make lunch for us this week, that kind of thing. And, and being able to, to be each other's cheerleaders. But if don't ever feel like you have to do it alone, find that there's always someone in your life that's going to be wanting to be on the same journey with you and hold each other accountable. Again, I'm here to hold you accountable. I feel very strongly about finding what works for you in your life and making things happen and setting small goals. And if I can do it, you can do it. And I believe in you. And I hope you found this valuable and you took some little tidbits away to get started. Um, Again, it doesn't have to be a huge goal. Let's do small goals. Let's make it happen. Let's do the work. And I promise you, you will physically and mentally, which is the most important, which we all need right now, will feel 100% better. Hope you enjoy, and I'll talk to you all soon. 
Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please share this episode on social media and tag me. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share. I can't wait to continue to inspire you all. 